Hi guys, welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 9. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. And today we're bringing you the big one. Dun 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 We didn't make a theme song for this, but bum 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 The houses! Yeah, that's a great theme song. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about all 10 of the Halloween Horror Nights houses. Um, we've been talking about Halloween Horror Nights almost exclusively for the past few weeks, and we're almost at an end because after this one, I think we just have our overall wrap-up, like, to steal a bagged and boardism, our look back on Halloween Horror Nights 31. I don't actually think that's true because we have another big one. What? The Unmasking Tour. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> true. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that too. So, like, at least two more. Um, but... You heard us discuss the houses after they had been announced and kind of what we were looking forward to uh, in brief descriptions of all the houses. So we'll not go through and read the actual log lines or descriptions for the houses, but we'll definitely dip into what the houses are and our thoughts on them and then how they rank overall from, I don't want to say worst to best, but the ones that we might not love as much as some of the other ones. There, there's like some houses last year where even if they had a uh, like a very low weight, I would still not want to do. Um, there's no house this year that I've been like, oh no, absolutely not, not that one. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think there are no bad houses this year. Um, once we get through all the houses and give you our rankings, we do have the scores that we put everything at when we did our initial look forward to the houses episode so we'll see kind of how things compare to because there might be some surprises on here stay tuned oh there there definitely are i just saw the list <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, that's that's the fun of plotting and planning beforehand <laughs> and then seeing what happens um, i have been bamboozled just to, to steal another bagged and board ism i talk about something special to me and maybe you oh are we talking about nightmare field yeah, not the show. We'll talk about that in the Horror Nights wrap-up show. Um, but if you've ever listened to my other podcast, Bagged and Board, every episode we start off with a craft beer review. And today we're going to do that over here, too, because we have one can left of Pontoon Brewing's Nightmare Fuel. And this is a Berliner Weiss-style beer, so it's a little bit of a sour. 6.5% ABV, and it is uh, a Berliner with cherry, raspberry, black currant, and lactose. So lactose is milk sugars for those that might not be in the know. And <laughs> Why did you look at me? <laughs> no, because I was about to throw it over to you. So you are drinking this out of your Everyday is Halloween HHN glass. Yes. Is this make you feel like Everyday is Halloween? And does it remind you of Halloween Horror Nights Nightmare Fuel? Um... Which, by the way, this is not a actual <laughs> no, it's not an Horror actual. Nights beer. That's not, we didn't talk about this on our drinks episode because this is literally something that I saw at our beer store. And I was like, oh, that's fun because Horror Nights is happening. And the show is called Nightmare Fuel. Um, it reminds me of Nightmare Fuel in the way that it's very fruity. <laughs> okay, not expecting that. I don't know. It's, it's very adult in nature. Okay. You know, like cherries, popping cherries. Innuendo, autoendos. That's a joke from Wicked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you look so confused. I was very confused because I did not know what autoendo is. Blame Glinda. <laughs> My good one. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? It's good. Um, you can definitely... I've been drinking this pretty much nonstop. And honestly, I'm almost done with it. So it's pretty good. Nothing memorable about it. I don't remember anything. Kind of like Nightmare Feel, honestly. 
I never feel as fun in the moment, and then after you leave, you're kind of like, oh, that was that was a show. <laughs> that was definitely a show. Uh, I like Nightmare Fuel, the show, and I like Nightmare Fuel, the beer. This definitely has that kind of berry tart from that cherry and the raspberry. Um, the lactose does give it a nice little bit of like a rounded sweetness on the back end. Um, it would kind of be considered like a smoothie like beer, just like because it has like that kind of nice sweet like creamy on the backside, but it's fine like i'm not mad i picked this up um i'm happy to talk about it and share it with you it's not something i would need to bring to bag board like this isn't like a knock your socks off try to find it but for fun horror nights themed wait wait now i have a question yes so is it like a smoothie beer kind of like what they do at ellipsis kind of thing okay cool i don't get that at all so that's kind of it's an okay sour i still feel like my ellipsis sours are better there's nothing wrong with that because you're not wrong ellipsis is fantastic you're in Orlando. You've heard us talk about some of the craft breweries before. Uh, I believe it was like episode two when Paul came down. Um, yeah, hit up Ellipsis. But what else should people be hitting up when they actually head into Halloween Horror Nights? Because it's time to talk about some houses, baby. So the first house that you get to, if you're going through the entrance, and you have to go through the entrance because that's called <laughs> the entrance, um, you're going to hit up Hellblock. It's going to be your first house that you hit. Uh, and Hellblock is, um, it's fine. I think that's my general overview of Hellblock. Um, if you like Halloween Horror Nights, if you've been in past years, you're definitely going to find a lot of Easter eggs. Uh, because there's a lot of monsters that make an appearance in here from past years. Yeah. Uh, which I was not expecting, but the lady from Eddie's Revenge, the alien, she's in there. Uh, the vampires from Scary, they're in there. Yeah, and uh, this, this house is actually themed to be a interdimensional prison where a bunch of monsters and creeps and mutants and freaks are being kept. And their power source goes offline, so you are going in to try to reset the nuclear reactor uh, to start the prison's power up again. Um this is kind of on the bottom of a lot of people's lists, just from what I've been seeing online. Because I do frequent a lot of Horror Nights like fan pages and like Reddits and Facebooks and stuff. Um, the thing to mention is this house was thrown together quick. Uh, general assumptions that people have made is this was originally supposed to be an Evil Dead house, uh, based off the new movie that was supposed to be coming out, but was later pushed back. And one of the things that we definitely noticed when we were jumping in line for this how and long the line is. The queue for this house is gigantic. So you could tell it was definitely supposed to be something more IP related. Whether it was Evil Dead like everyone's saying. Or it might Stranger have been something things. else like Stranger Things. Um, this house was definitely built to accommodate a mass amount of people. And again, all rumor. Uh, so this is all hearsay. But supposedly this house was thrown together in about like three to four weeks. That's impressive. Which is impressive that they were able to still put this much detail into the actual settings for it. So I don't blame them for reusing some of the masks and characters that they've had in previous years, scare zones or houses. Uh, but ultimately, it does feel a little bit rushed. Um, that being said, Hellblock has some of my favorite one-liners. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it! Or, um... Th- that's actually from Dinosaur. Sorry. <laughs> you, wrong part! No, it is! When the uh, cop shows up, he's like, you're not going to make it! And then he goes, like, gets You made drunk. it! <laughs> yeah. They don't say that! 
it's not dinosaurs. <laughs> they're, they're all very shocked that we made it. Um, that being said, I I like the room with all the the blinding lights. Spoilers for another house. But that whole effect where the guy's like, here, take this! And he does like all the shocking lights and everything's like... Super bright and very disorienting. I love that part. Okay. And I still, like, I also get disoriented. So, like, the character is like, ah! And I'm like, ah! So we have that moment of sheer, sheer horror. So you have a connection. So that's why this is a little bit higher on your list, probably. Because for me, this is my number 10. Uh, this one's going to be... Hold on, let me... Let me I got the list, I got the list. Hold on. Hellbuck is going to be my number 8. Okay, so it's still not too high, but I'm intrigued to see what you have below Hellbach because I think ultimately for me this one, if I had to give like a quick one sentence review after like I walked out of the house, like that first night that we went through it, it was like, it felt rushed. I still think my initial like, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's not bad. Again, like we said up at the front, there are no bad houses this year. Um, Scary, but, I'm looking at you from last year. But the next house that we're going to get to is one that actually ranked up a little bit higher on our list when we were talking about houses we were most looking forward to. Spirits of the Coven! The uh, Witch's Brew! That's the password. That's the password. Uh, this is one, uh, it is themed after a 1920s speakeasy that is actually a front for a witch's coven that is kidnapping and capturing men and grinding them up into a potion a drink whatever you want to call it that they are then like Chris, Chris, smuggling Chris, out Chris. it's a witch's brew it's a witch's brew that's what it's called <laughs> uh ultimately i really enjoyed this one it was our most looked forward to house when mm-hmm. we did our initial like breakdown of all the houses um this and legends collide were tied for number one mm-hmm. um, um. That one, I think it's because I had such high hopes that I um, I'm a little disappointed with this house. Um, I really enjoy the speakeasy part of this house. The first few scares, the witches in their like flapper outfits and the dancing and the music, and it's it's so much fun. And they really they, they're so pretty. They are so pretty in their like little flapper outfits, and then they like break necks while kissing someone, and it's it's so nice. It's really good. But I don't know. It's because I had it so hyped up in my head that it just kind of felt short a little bit, yeah, particularly get, towards the end. I can get that. I think for story, theming, the actual atmosphere walking through the house, the detail that they've put into it, I think everything about this house works really well. And one of the things that we did notice, because we've gone through all of these houses multiple times, is they have added more stuff to the houses. In Spirits especially, they've added a lot more dialogue through the soundtrack, more mm-hmm. sound effects, more actual like voice lines. Because that was one of your first complaints about it, is that every witch had the same kind the of The same sound. laugh, and then they, um, they're like, mm, 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 and then they break necks, and they laugh. Then they, they they have changed that. So I think some of our initial complaints, Universal did here because every time we go to Horror Nights, we do get surveys, and we did let some of that stuff be known, and I'm sure other people did as well. So Universal realized, like, okay, we need to change, we need to adapt, we need to update. My only issue with this house, which is kind of what really bumped it down on my list, 
is it feels very anticlimactic because mm -hmm. as you're going through the speakeasy, you're seeing like the bar, like the gambling room, and then you're going through like the basement where they're grinding people up and they're smuggling the bottles of witch's brew out and pigs. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's, it's so gross. Cool. But then you get to like the center of the coven, and there's like this really cool like witch there. I don't know what like her like title is. The but, head witch in charge. The head witch. But then after you finish that room, there's, there's one, one last there's one scare. last hag witch that jumps out. Yeah. Um, I will say that whole scene with the last witch is what I wanted Conjured in Darkness to be. Yeah, I agree. That is what I wanted, and I'm glad that I got it in another part of the park. Um, but ultimately, I do agree. Um, it does fall a little kind of. It's ending up to something, and it's just kind of like. Here's another hack at the end. Oh, goodbye. So where does this one fall for you? Because this is my number three. This is my number five. Okay. Again, like, I... This house and Hellblock probably always have the least amount of weight mm -hmm. out of all the houses that are there. And I think this it's still a gorgeous house. I think oh, it's yeah. still awesome to walk through. So if you are hearing things about it, because a lot of people aren't liking this one, too... Uh, Still take a walk through it because worst case scenario, it's maybe only going to be like a shorter wait, and it, the detail in it is fantastic. Or and it's fun. or or make it one of your last houses. I would do um, Hellblock and then this one. Like make this your last one because um, I feel like the last gear in this one is a little bit bigger than Hellblock, and you're probably only going to wait like maybe ten fifteen minutes at most for this one. Yeah, especially if you're going at the end of the night once it hits like one one thirty in the morning, like. Yeah. These are pretty much walk-ins or walk-ons, mm -hmm. walk-throughs, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what's the next house, though? So this is going to be the biggest IP, I believe, of the year uh, because it is Halloween. Every day is Halloween, from what I'm, what I'm told. <laughs> uh, this is the one that most people are excited about. I think uh, every time that I look up the time, this one has at least an hour to eighty minutes of a wait. It definitely is the one that if you want to do it, I would suggest going there early, doing um, stay and scream or making it like your priority one, getting right on it. Because if it has shorter than a 40-minute wait, that's going to be a good time for this house. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting 100 minutes, 120, I think yeah, it was I, up at one point. I think all the IP houses are definitely the ones that if it's something you want to see, prioritize that house. And much like you said, like, make whichever one you're most looking forward to, whether it's Halloween, the weekend. Of Blumhouse weekend, start at that one so you're not wasting too much of your time later on in the evening because you're going to start to feel that crunch um, as the night starts to wind down, especially if you want to see more houses, check out the show, uh, get food, go shopping. Um, but this is, it's Halloween. It's based off the original 1978 Halloween movie, uh, John Carpenter. And it's basically just a a walkthrough of Halloween. that film. And it, it is what it is. I can't fault it for being that. Um, I think there are some great scenes in here. There's some great scares that happen. Ooh, uh, the backyard scene is the one. It's my favorite part of that, that one. House. That one's actually really cool, like where you're walking through the laundry. Mm -hmm. the oh, I love it. That's really good. It's very well done. Um, that being said, if you've ever done a Halloween house at Halloween Horror Nights, uh, you have done this house. I guarantee you. Down to the last scene where a bunch of 
uh, Michael Myers are waiting for you in like a funhouse mirror trippy instance where you don't know if it's a mannequin or if it's a scary actor. It's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, um, and that's kind of all what bumped this down on my list because it is what it is, and it's a good version of that. But that's ultimately why this is going to be my number eight. Because if you go in expecting it to be Halloween, yeah, it's definitely going to fulfill that promise. But there's no... It feels weird saying this. There's no surprises in there because, it, yeah, it's a Halloween Horror Nights house, so there's jump scares. But you know already what it's going to be heading in. Um, it also has one of my least favorite things where it's the villain is the same in every single instance where, you know, it's Michael Myers jumping out at you. And that was one of my biggest complaints, too, over in... Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house last year where it was just Leatherface jumping out at you with a chainsaw. Where's Leatherface? He's here with a chainsaw. Great. So where's this one fall on your list? This one is going to be my number seven. Okay. So you're not too far off from where I had it. So it's, again, no bad houses this year. No. Halloween, I definitely would rather do Halloween than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think I did Texas twice last year like we did it twice yeah we did because we did it the one night we were there and then we did it when i was uh babysitting Mm -hmm. the one night yeah and honestly i would much rather do halloween i i agree i i have a greater affinity for michael myers than i do Leatherface, so that's a big part of it all right but next house you're going to get to is one that was kind of on the bottom of uh, my list. Mm-hmm. And it, it was higher on my for. list. Uh, but this is going to be Fiesta de Chupacabras. Uh, what's the story for this one? So, you are a tourist going to a Latin American village that is celebrating their Chupacabra um, festivities. Little do you know is that to appease the Chupacabra, they need blood. And the villagers have chosen you to be the source of that blood. So, uh... It's a fiesta! Yeah, I... My concerns about this house were mostly fulfilled. Um, mm-hmm. The the sets for it are great. The Chupacabra animatronics. animatronics that they use in there are awesome. But it's a lot of the same scares again and again. Where it's people jumping out from behind something, holding a knife, wearing a mask. And that's kind of it. Like, nothing against, like, the environments that you're walking through, because Mm -hmm. especially that first moment where you walk in, and you kind of see, like, the whole city in front of you, and then as you're going through the house, you're, like, going through the streets, you're, like, cutting through Through, people's homes. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's all really well done, but it's just every scene is either someone in a mask jumping out at you, or an animatronic chupacabra, and then three more people in masks. Um, I do say, I will say, like, I I love the facade of this house. This how it you're looking out over the town and there's a bunch of fireworks going on, there's music playing, it's really nice. And then you meet your first scare actor who is just standing there right next to um painted mask and she's like, Oh hey, we've been waiting for you. Not scaring you or anything. She's just standing there right out in the open, just going, We've been waiting for you in Spanish, which I appreciate. Come on in. And that is her holy thing. And the issue that I have is that they are all wearing the same mask, which is, again, there's the festivities. But before the like, the soundtrack starts, she's just standing there, just holding her hands, kind of like pointing at the mask and everything. And I knew from that point on that this house was in trouble. And I was not wrong. 
Yeah, this is my number nine. This is my number ten. Okay. Again, we're not too far off from each other. I think there's... Yeah. I, the biggest difference that we've had has actually, I think, just been where we put spirits. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, all comes down to taste. Much like all of these houses. Yeah. Um, my sister was looking forward to this house. She was really excited for this house. I know that this house is a lot of people's favorites. They really like the Latin American flair to it. Um, the second time that we went through this house, the family behind us were absolutely having a great time they were um hispanic and every time they would get scared they would be like scouting in spanish and i love that about it it was like they really enjoyed this house especially like the last scare actor that comes out around nowhere chupacabra animatronic is really well done it's just it just mm, necesitamos sangre and you know you can say it yeah but that that's <laughs> One of the complaints that we had about spirits when going through is a lot of the same sounds again and again. And I feel like Fiesta has that same complaint, except they haven't really adapted to it. I did mm -hmm. notice the last time we went through, they had added in some different sound effects with like the chickens and things like mm -hmm. that. But I do like the chickens. I was really excited for the chicken and then the Chupacabra got to them. I was so sad. That's so sad. It's okay. The chickens. Because you have things to look forward to. Which is the next house. Dead Man's Pier. Uh, Dead Man's Pier is... I'm going to just spoil it right off the bat. Uh, my number one house this year because it is absolutely gorgeous in every single way. Uh, the theming, the costumes, the detail. It does have like scares like with people jumping out, but it's not all the same scare actors again mm -hmm. and again. You have a lot of undead fishermen jumping out at you there's undead divers crawling out from like shipwreckage after like you, you have a ghost captain telling you a story like the the sound effects the music the lighting everything about this house is absolutely perfect you do get a little wet just a heads up if you don't like that it's also very cold in there it is cold in there because you're in a northeastern fishing town where the dead are starting to rise and come out of the lake Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I tell a story? Can I tell a story? Can I tell yeah, a story? go ahead. Okay, so, so, so. Uh, as you're going through the house, you're going to be hearing a violin. This is by the violinist um, Sophia, who basically does not want to be a violinist anymore. And she's about to throw her violin to the, to the sea as her, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, this is goodbye. But right before she does, a man comes up to her and asks her to play one last song. And so she obliges, and she's like, okay, I'm going to play my one last song, which is what you're listening to. And it is so beautiful that it rises the dead from the sea. And so you're walking through, like, her basically being pissed off at playing her last song and then, like, being angry that she's been forced to play and just seeing everything. It is, oh, this house is... Basically the best house I've ever walked through in Halloween Horror Nights, probably ever. It is, I, I have no words, um, just know it's, it is, it is the moment. It is the house. No, I've, I've already stayed my piece, so where does this rank on your list? Oh, this is number one. Okay. Probably ever. Yeah, I think I have to confirm with my notes, but... Yeah, Dead Man's was kind of middle of our pack when we were talking about the houses we were looking forward to. Because uh, it, it sounded interesting. Mm -hmm. It sounded cool. Uh, but yeah, this is the one that actually 
surprised me, mm-hmm. um, in addition to one of the other ones that we'll be talking about in a little bit. But as you're continuing around, as you're walking through Universal Studios, the next house you're going to get to is the Horrors of Blumhouse, which is retellings of the Blumhouse films from this past year, uh, The Black Phone and, and Freaky. Freaky. Um, if you haven't seen those movies, they are available to stream through different uh, services. But the Black Phone uh, is a horror story set in the 1970s where there's a urban threat known as the Grabber that's kidnapping kids. And after he grabs them, he's locking them up in his basement and subjecting them to different horrors. Uh, but the last kid that he captures actually starts getting phone calls from the spirits of the other kids that have died due to the grabber, and they start giving him hints on how to fight back or escape. Uh, and then Freaky is... Freaky, Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, starring Vince Vaughn as a murderer known as like the Blissfield Butcher, uh, who swaps bodies with a teenage girl. And then it's up to the teenage girl in the body of the butcher and her two friends to swap their bodies back before midnight uh, where the change will be permanent. Uh, You actually start off with the freaky section Mm -hmm. uh, and then you head into the black phone. Uh, This is a house that if you haven't seen the movies, I don't think you're going to get much from it, Uh, especially the freaky part of it because freaky is just the greatest visual horrors of that film kind of stitched together in chronological order. So you have the first killings that you see in the movie. Um, then you go through the change, which is just shown through shadow. And after that, you see a teenage girl with a chainsaw trying to stalk you at every turn. So you haven't seen the movie. You're probably going to be confused, especially if you don't know the premise for it. Um, because it is just greatest hits from that movie. Yeah, and I think this is the same thing with my complaints about Halloween. If you've seen Freaky, you you already know what it's going to be. Like, there's no big surprises in it. Um, a couple of our friends who are also going to Horror Nights regularly didn't see Freaky, so they didn't know what the story for it was until I had actually told them, like, oh, yeah, this body swap horror comedy. And they're like, okay, yeah, we didn't get that from the house, which I get, but having seen the movie... I, I knew what they were kind of hinting at with some of those set pieces. Uh, ultimately, I think it's a okay version of it. I think Halloween is a better mm-hmm. take. But also Halloween has a whole house where Horrors of Blumhouse, it's literally two houses in one. Uh, I will say the freaky part of it is very anticlimactic. You don't get an ending. You're just kind of like, oh, it's prom and now we're in a hallway. Mm-hmm. Leading up to... Which a lot of people don't like that there is that strict break between the freaky and black phone sections. Me, I'm that people. But I think they did kind of need to do that, especially since the freaky story is kind of just what it is. Because both of these are definitely a little bit more grounded horror movies. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah, freaky's a body swap comedy. (laughs) But, you know, it's still just someone killing people and kids fighting back. Yeah. Um, the black phone, I think, is the stronger part of this because my concern and question about how they were going to do this house is the fact that most of the black phone takes place in someone's basement with a kid just sitting there alone. And then, it, you know, it does cut out to the outside world with people trying to find out what happened and try to find him 
his sister has psychic powers. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Doesn't even play into the house at all. But I think ultimately they did a great job with adapting Black Phone into a house because yes, you do see that room multiple times, but you're like circling through it. But each time you're going through, like the phone's ringing, like you see the ghost of another kid like mm-hmm. through one of the walls. Like, I think I think it's a really good take on it, and I kind of wish. They had just done the black phone mm-hmm. instead agree. of making it black phone and freaky. But on the plus side, it did make us sit and watch both of these movies. So <laughs> I'm surprised I liked the black phone section more than I liked freaky because I enjoyed freaky more than the black phone. As a movie. Yes, as a movie. So where does this place on your list overall? This is my number nine. Really? Okay, this is actually my number seven, and it's strictly raised up by that back half with the black phone section. Um, I, I think this is how you do a IP house right. Like, I think it's such a great take on it because they did have that like artistic flair with mm-hmm. when you actually get grabbed by the grabber and you have to like walk through like the balloons and then mm-hmm. you, like you're in all black and then like you wake up in the basement. I think. It, I think well, it's so well done. That, that part is very scary. Like, that is just straight up here. Uh, but I don't know. Just because of how different they are and how, like, that just, you walking into a hallway and it's, like, fully lit and you're just like, here's the black phone part now. It just drops it down completely. Yes, I, I think of it as a two for one. I walked into one house and I got two. So once you leave Blumhouse. The double feature. You will walk into Conjure the Darkness, which is a scare zone. And if you go back by the witches and their little rock music, you will end up in, that's right, Diagon Alley. But if you go past Harry Potter, you will end up in Bugs Eaten Alive. Dun dun dun. Yeah, and this is actually the house we were both least looking forward to. We both put it as our number 10 of the 10 houses when we did our initial look forward. Uh, And like I had mentioned when we were talking about Dead Man's, that that was one of the houses that surprised me the most. Uh, Bugs is actually the one that surprised me the most. Um, This is going to be overall, let me get to my list, my number four house. Uh, You are attending a... Like, open house for BuzzCon, who is showing you their home of the future in the 1950s, where your pest control, air conditioning, and air freshers are all going to be provided by one device. The device is supposed to make the bugs grow and age more rapidly, so they die before they have a chance to procreate. Uh, But it does not deliver on that promise, and it just makes the bugs grow faster and bigger. So during this demonstration... Uh, everything goes wrong and you are trying to be evacuated through the house so you are going through like their back of house areas where you see scientists working you're going through like bug like habitats where they're Mm -hmm. keeping them for like their model display um and as you're going through like you're getting more and more and more like bigger bugs Uh, i absolutely love this house a lot more than i thought i was going to um this house is definitely a b movie come to life so it does ah, have has uh, puns. <laughs> I don't think there's bees in it. There are not. It's mostly like cockroaches, ants, spiders, like maggots, things like that. A little warning before we go on. If you're afraid of bugs, if you are afraid, uh, if you're trichophobic, I think it's yep. what it's called. Yeah, uh, you have a fear of small halls. 
this house may be a nightmare for you and I do not recommend. Um, I luckily don't have any of that, but if you ever focus on the little holes in Bess's house, you may have a little panic. Well, uh, I think that's one of my favorite scare actors in there too, because at one point when you're going through the house, like a scientist jumps out of you and his whole face is just like burrowed full of like mm-hmm. maggots and like you, it's like it's all holes. Like it's again like nothing like that really spooks <laughs> me out, but I think it's so cool and it's so well done. Um, um, I think Universal heard that people were thinking this house is going to be a joke, and then they were like, "We're going to amp it up," and it definitely. It's an interesting house. It definitely has, like, a very kooky element. Like, um, there's a point where you see bugs in, like, full-on, like, fursuits. And they're just, like, wagging their little, like, tendrils? Dingo? Dingo? Like, little hands? Lay those legs around. And it's just like, oh, that's really funny. Then you turn around and you see a scientist completely, like, again, with, like, their face covered in bugs. And it's gross and disgusting. Um, It's kooky. It has a lot of, like, fun, again... 1950s cookie movie funniness and then it has like real horror elements um bugs is going to be my number six i again it's it was a surprise yeah i this is a house that i am definitely happy to go through um time and time again and it's one that i definitely watch the wait times for because if i see it drops under 45 minutes usually that's like the perfect like okay let's go through bugs for me because it does tend to have a little bit longer of a wait uh the bugs queue is actually one of my least favorite queues because it's all the way it winds around from one side of the park to the other and it goes by these like industrial fans <laughs> blowing at you it's very warm and it's hot and it's disgusting and yeah, it's right behind <laughs> men in black alien attack it, it definitely it, it's a surprise for us all <laughs> but on the plus side when you exit bugs it does kind of drop you out uh, right near the entrance for one of the next houses, which is going to be Descendants of Destruction. Dun, dun, dun! Oh, we're back with the theme song. Okay. Uh, Descendants of Destruction <laughs> is a post-apocalyptic house where humanity has started to retreat underground. Um, but it just so happens, the further you get underground in the subway tunnels that you enter into the house for, uh, humanity's becoming more and more monstrous and mutated um, until you're ultimately going through like subterranean caves where there's literal like monsters jumping out at you uh for both of us we did put this kind of towards the top of the list because it was ultimately our number three house we were most excited really for. wow um, ultimately like this lands at my number five because i think it's a great story like i love like humanity as monsters type thing the set pieces for it are amazing. Like, there's whole subway trains that you're walking through and you're seeing crashed. Uh, ultimately, like, I think this is a great house, and I don't think this one's getting a lot of a lot of talk. Yeah, I wish it was. Um, for all my scaredy cats out there, this is the house. This is the house you need to be wary about. Um, it was the house that um, I put my sister to go in first because she wanted to be scared and it delivered on that promise. She was jumping. Everyone in the party was jumping. It was popping. No, the, the monsters were the, the, eating. The, the party you're jumping in is going to be the next house. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Spoil on the sentence. Um, this house is also weirdly stunning during the backlit part of this house. Like where all the black lights are on. Um, Monsters will be popping out at you from basically everywhere. Uh, from from up high, 
from next to you, they will be coming in together in a coordinated dance to like really mess up your day. Um, it's really good. Um, I cannot stop counting the times that people have been behind us being like, the last one, the last one got me. And it was like, yeah, it's a, it's a great house. I don't know why a lot of people are talking about it. I think it's just getting, it's a solid house, but I think it's overshadowed by some of the like flashier houses. Mm-hmm. And that's not a joke about our next house either, but <laughs> I think it's a good solid house that doesn't really have like too much of like, like a shtick to it kind of like bugs like a lot of people are talking about bugs because it's like oh yeah 1950s bug house spooky um i i think it just kind of flies under the radar but i think time will tell on this one it's definitely the most underrated one and i i, I do think that this one is the scariest house this year interesting interesting so you only have two more. Yeah, only go. two houses left. Um, uh, the next one is one that you were definitely more looking forward to than I was. Is it because I'm a fan? Yeah. The next one is going to be the weekend after hours nightmare. Yeah, uh, this is a house all themed after pop star the weekend's music and music videos. Uh, as you're going through the house, if you're familiar with his music videos, you will see scenes directly from them. Uh, being brought to life in front of you. And this is a house that was a little bit lower on my list because I'm not a big fan of The Weeknd. I know some of his songs. There's definitely some bops in there. But I haven't explored his whole catalog. I've never watched any of the music videos. But the music videos aren't really required viewing to go into this house or to Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And I don't even think you need to be familiar with the music at all. I think Mm -hmm. if this was just a house that they didn't treat like an IP and it was just like great pop music being set to like horror imagery, I think it would still stand as a really good, worthwhile check it out house. Uh, you never did the uh, the Alice Cooper house. No, no that, My Nightmare. Yeah. Um, that one, I feel like if you had seen the music videos for his stuff, that you would enjoy it a little bit more. As it stands, I freaking love this house. <laughs> It's a vibe. First, it's it's a vibe. Um, it's a very long queue. Um, definitely one of the more popular houses this year. Expect 45 minutes or more. Um, but every time that we go, they're just blasting music, his music outside. And everyone in the line is either singing along, screaming really like bad karaoke, or they're dancing and having a great time. And that... It's, it carries on in the house because you're still listening to his music as you're walking around. And as a fan, um, and I I really like this. I Again, it's a vibe. And it gave me the biggest scare, I think, of the year with the camouflage lady. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking at you. And I'm still freaked out every time I see you. Please don't do that again. Yeah. Um, but again, it's really good. Oh, as a side note. If you watched a halftime performance at Super Bowl last year and you're wondering if the Blinding Lights um, Funhouse mirror was going to happen, it is. Uh, and you are the weekend and you will be blinded by the lights. Oh, uh, yeah. Ultimately, this is my number six house. And this is the one house that I think has changed the most on my rankings list. Uh, because the more times that we've gone through it and done it, and you know, the more time you have to think about these kind of things, the more I realize I 
I did like it more than some of the houses that I had originally put above it previously. Uh, I already know where it falls for you because we already <laughs> recorded this part, but something happened where it didn't actually record. So where does this fall on your list? Oh, it's, it's... Number three. <laughs> this is my number three house. Thank you. How did you know? Because <laughs> I have the notes in front of me. I can also tell you where... Well, it's the last house we're going to talk about, but I know where this one's going to fall to. Because uh, the final house that you're going to uh, attend if you're going through the same way that we are, where it's a clockwise way throughout the uh, park entrance, uh, is going to be Universal Monsters Legends Collide. And this is going to be a knockdown dragout brawl between the Wolfman, the Mummy, and Dracula. I'll, I'll tell you the story now. Oh, because yeah, thank you. Tell me well, the story, please. You don't, you don't have to prompt me for why, this. Why huh? are these monsters together, Chris? So in this house, the Wolfman actually receives correspondence from a mysterious benefactor who actually turns out to be Dracula. Uh, Dracula is looking for this mystical amulet in Egypt that will give him the ability to walk through daylight. Um, the Wolfman actually is like, well, hey, I can get this amulet and it'll give me the power to reverse my curse like i won't have to turn into this werewolf anymore uh turns out the mummy already has this and has been reawakened and is going to be using this amulet to ascertain and maintain his power and take over the world Um, so as you're going through this house you're going to be going deeper and deeper into catacombs in egypt like the facade of it is literally you like walking into a dig site uh, underneath a full moon and just seeing all of these monsters pop up. And what's Halloween about if not celebrating monsters? Um, this is the number one house I was most looking forward to. And this is also still going to be rated very high on my list because this is ultimately my number two. This is my number four. And nothing against this house. This house definitely, um, I feel like I was braver. I felt braver than I am because I walked through this house first the second time that we did this, and it still got me really good to the point where I stopped and I just kind of like reevaluated all my life decisions at that point. Um, but ultimately, I feel like this is the house that's changed the most, and it's definitely been brought up with the feedback. Um, the first time that we did this house, we saw Dracula twice, and the second time that we saw him was when he was staked and has been defeated. Yeah, because uh, that's one of the things we uh, didn't get a chance to talk about before. The The winner of this house, like the monster victor changes each night that you go. So it's definitely something that does ask for multiple walkthroughs. Um, unfortunately, every time we've gone through this house, it's either just been the mummy or the wolfman winning. Uh, I'm a wolfman fan. I prefer he wins. Um, but I want Dracula. But we still have yet to see Dracula win after I think we've gone through this house, what, like five, six times maybe now? Uh, I think it's three or four. No, it's been, it's been more. It's been more? It's been more. You know why I can't remember? Because Dracula can't Dracula doesn't win. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more Dracula now. Universal definitely did revisit this, and they bumped up the number of scare actors in this house, so it does feel more like... It is the three monsters fighting for control of this amulet instead of what it was the first night we went, which again was the very first night of Horror Nights where it was mostly just Wolfman and the Mummy and then Dracula at the bare end of it. Um, 
but I, I love this house. I love anything Universal Monsters related. And getting to see three of them together in this one house is absolutely fantastic. Um, definitely made me think back and remember fondly last year with the Bride of Frankenstein house because I loved that house, one of my favorites last year. And then even in 2019, the very first year that I went, the Universal Monsters house was one of the three houses that I got to do that night. Uh, I hope Universal keeps coming back to the Universal Monsters each year. And maybe next year we get... Uh, creature, creature from, from the, the Black, Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Like, I really want Creature from the Black Lagoon. Universal, if you're listening, please, please, please. I, I think we do stand a good chance of seeing more stuff like this as they're ramping up with the building of Epic Universe, where they will have a whole Universal Monster theme section of the park. Like, I think they want these characters to be out there, to be known by people, and have people get excited for it. So when Monsters Land or whatever they wind up calling it opens, people will be like, oh, crap, I, I need to go there. Oh, that's a good way, yeah. That's I, good. I, think, I think it works perfectly. just sucks that they closed down the Monsters Cafe because... It does. That was If you've never been, uh, look up pictures of it because it's amazing. It was, it was actually really cool. I'm just hopeful that we'll have something comparable to it when they do open up the Monsters theme land. But I'm going to take a quick pause because it's time to do some math. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So after a brief pause, I have added up all of our scores. So I will now be delivering to you our official best of Halloween Horror Nice House. Oh, dun, um, dun, dun. Our number one house should not be a surprise. We both picked it is Dead Man's Pier. Uh, number two is going to be Legends Collide. Number three, Descendants of Destruction. Number four, Spirits of the Coven. Number five will be The Weekend. Number six, Bugs Eaten Alive. Seven, Halloween. Halloween! Number eight, The Horrors of Blumhouse. Number nine, Hellblock Horror. And then number ten, Fiesta de Chupacabras. I'm not surprised by any of that. Like, I think if you took away my list and I had to rewrite it, I probably would have put everything very comparable to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So us averaging our scores together doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Do you have any hot takes after all is said and done? Uh, my hot take is that there are no bad houses this year. Yeah, I, I agree. We set it up at the front. I think everything's definitely worth checking out. Um, definitely try to maximize your time. If you have the ability to go extra nights or do a stay and scream or if you want to buckle down and pay for the Express so you can experience more, I think this, you know, based off my limited experience with the three years that I have gone, I, I think this is the year to do it. Yeah, no, this year is definitely a lot busier than it has been Previous even in September, the wait times have been in the hundred minutes marks. Uh, a lot of people are really enjoying Halloween Horror Nights this year, and I'm one of them. I think this is the year where Universal really stepped it up in terms of food options, drink options. Houses are are all pretty much knockouts. Um, so this is the year. This is the year. You know what that means. Every day is Halloween. Every day is Halloween. Halloween! <laughs>